You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. One of the few mistakes you'll see from Patrick Mahomes, although I'm thinking as I look at it on the replay, might have been a miscommunication and the route was ran wrong by the running back who lined up. Didn't uh, He expected the running back, Mahomes did to go, uh, expected more to go more towards the sidelines and he did not. So now it is up to, and they've already given up a first down, but it is up to the Kansas City defense to get a turnover or stop them and get the ball back to Mahomes. Still got time. Over four minutes left to go in the game. 24-19 Green Bay. Trying to even their record at 6-6. Six and six. Kansas City coming in at 8-3. and three. And uh, this would be, this is a game that, uh, you know, Kansas City would like to have, obviously. They've, they've, they haven't been themselves. That makes sense. They haven't been themselves. They've been a little, not what you expect from them. But once again, now's the time. This is the time where your NFL teams, your playoff teams, your contenders, your pretenders, you find out who's who. We're in December. This is when the playoff drives roll. This is when you see the teams that are doing something whether they are able to make some moves. Can they put some wins together? And once again, we'll take you around the league a little bit later in the hour, but San Francisco's a team, right? You see what they did to Philadelphia today. And they've been a team that was struggling. And then all of a sudden they put some wins together because all teams understand what time of the year this is. And in the NFC, you know, it's 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 a little more wide open than it is in the AFC. I mean, especially out west. You look at the Niners, they're nine and three. Rams and Seahawks are both six and six. Minnesota, six and six in the north. Atlanta leads the South at six and six. Philadelphia and Dallas at nine and three. Uh, Philadelphia ten and two after the loss. Dallas now nine and three. Detroit's nine and three. So clearly, Philadelphia and Dallas are ahead to the playoffs if everything continues the way they go. Detroit's going as a division winner in the North. The South, Atlanta would go. They've got the tiebreaker over New Orleans, even though they play them again. And the Niners are gone. So I've got three, four, five. I've got five teams. So I've got one, two other spots left. If Minnesota can get a run going, they can they can find a spot. I don't think I'm getting two out of the I don't think I'm getting two out of the NFC South. I get two out of the West. Can the Rams put a little run together? Seattle? Can Seattle or the Rams put something together? I think I have more faith, even though Geno is not playing the way he did last season. I think I have a little more. I'm, I'm leaning more, a little bit more towards Seattle, although Cooper Cup is back, and you can see the difference he has on that Rams offense, which is why they've won three in a row. You can see. So they're trending in the right direction. So look out for the Rams. Now in the AFC, 
which is, you know, interesting. Miami's rolling. They're nine and three. They sit atop the East. Uh, Buffalo six and six. It's a, it's a, could they not make the postseason this year? Because look at the North. Baltimore's nine and three. Pittsburgh and Cleveland are both seven and five. And the South, Jacksonville's eight and three. Indianapolis won today. Texans won today. Either one of them could get in. Right? And then you go out west. Kansas City, eight and three right now. Could be eight and four. Denver's lost. They're six and six. Chargers and Rangers are five and five and seven, both. So we got a lot to decide over these next five games. Lot to decide, and uh, it's it's a it's a fascinating situation to see which one of these teams are going to take that next step. I mean, the Rams look good, starting to move, one three straight. This is what you do this time of the year. This is what you do to try to get things going, to make sure that you have that push. Like I said, Seattle. Defensively, I kind of like them. But once again, Geno's not having the year he had last year. And and they need to get that from him if they're going to make that push to get back to the postseason. But a Falcons team that's just barely holding on in the South, they're going to be the only team that makes the postseason. The division win is going to be the only team that makes that that makes the, the postseason out of the, out of the South. Going to be the only team. Only one. And I get that Tampa's a game back. And maybe they'll, you know, fool some people and find a way to get to the postseason. But I just, I, I don't have faith in them. I feel bad for Todd Bowles. He just, can't, he just can't get that offense rolling enough where, I mean, Baker Mayfield hasn't killed them. He hasn't been awful. It's been okay. It's been okay. But they just haven't been able, they, they've lost some games they should have won. And it's come back to bite them. And it's come back to bite them. And in the North, AFC North, I mean, Cincinnati, are they gonna are they gonna win any more games without Joe Burrow? I mean, you figure they're done. Cleveland is at least trying to hold on. You know, the defense, they're trying to see if the defense can keep them in games. I mean, Pittsburgh losing to Arizona, that's a bad loss. You can't lose to Arizona. You can't. With all due respect to them, I mean, you know, Arizona was two and they were two and ten coming into the game. Two and ten. You need that game. If you're Pittsburgh, you needed that game today. So the fact that you lost that game, that that's that's very bad. It's a disappointing situation. But you know, listen, it's Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they'll find a way. They always do. They always do. Mike Tomlin and that crew always find a way to get back into the swing of things, to get back into the uh, the win column and try to push you. And uh, Kenny Pickett, I think, is going to be good. I think he can. If they could just get a consistent running game going, it's better. 
And you can see the offense, since they changed the coordinator, has gotten better. But um, they got some more work to do in the Steel City. Got some more work to do. Tommy's in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Larry, good evening, my friend. How are we doing? We're doing great, man. What's happening? All right. Just, you know, can't, can't you know, listen to just the Jets getting beat up for I know. four and a half hours. So, uh, real quick, I just, I'm not, I, I don't know if I can remember this many guys getting like carted off. Uh, this was a tough day today, wasn't the, it? Every yeah, game so, seemed know, like I, somebody was on the, was getting on, on the carted off, like you said. It seemed like every game I watched. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't want to hear these, these, guys you know complaining about you know field turf or synthetic because i it was i've seen it on grass fields i've seen it on turf fields it's it's football guys are going to get hurt but it was it was striking today how many guys i've seen go down yeah it was you're right uh, and then uh i don't know if you saw i think it was uh nightingale reported it did you see what the padres were asking for soto from the yankees i did not it, it was like clark schmidt michael king johnny brito Drew Thorpe and then like two other like low A prospects. I mean, are, are they out of their minds? Um, he's only he's only got one year of control. He's a Boar's client, so you know you don't have any advantage. He's going to free agency. Why would you Why would you ever give up that much for this guy? Well, I know they he's won't. fantastic, <laughs> but but that that's, that's that's a tall ask right there. They won't give that up, Tommy. And what they'll yep. find eventually is very simply that nobody else can match. Nobody else, I think, pitching-wise can give them what they want that the Yankees can. So the Yankees are sitting in the seat. Now, look, is there some pressure? Thanks for the phone call, Tommy. Is there some pressure on Cashman to make this deal? Yeah, there is, kind of. There's no question. There's kind of pressure on him. And there are some who would say to you, let's do it. I don't care. I want Juan Soto. But then you're competing against yourself. There's no need for you to make that move. There's nobody else that seems to be even on the in the conversation for Juan Soto right now. I just think the Mets seem like they're thinking, well, listen, he can go where he wants to go next year and wherever after the end of the year, we'll whip out the checkbook, put some zeros behind a couple of numbers, and we'll be good. That's what they seem to think. So it is going to be interesting to see how this goes, but it's it's early. It's early. And everybody wants to, uh, you know, use the Yankees as a measuring stick. So the Yankees are not going to make the deal with all those people because you are right, Tommy. There's no assurances. Boris client, there's no assurances you're going to sign him this year. There's there's no, no, no chance you're going to be able to sign him. And in the back of your mind, you remember what he turned down to stay in Washington which was a lot of money, 15 years, I think it was, 15-year deal, locking them up, locking them up. He's like, I'm not locking up for 15 years. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. So, no, it's early in the negotiation. The Yankees are not going to budge on that, and they'll just say, no, let's make another proposal. We'll come back with another one. (laughs) We'll come back with another proposal. That's what we'll do. And hopefully, if you're a Yankee fan, hopefully they get it done. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. It's The Drive on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Also via X, formerly Twitter, 
at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Kansas City trying to get back into this game. Uh, and they might have gotten a big play here. Might have been a late hit on Patrick Mahomes out of bounds. We'll see. Green Bay just kicked the field goal to extend their lead to 27 to 19. And as they hit the replay, no, he was his one step out of bounds. He's not out of bounds. So we'll see what they do. They have the flag. They may pick it up. He was almost out of bounds, but uh, not quite when he got the hit. No, they put they flagged him on sportsmanlike. Late hit. So that helps them move down unnecessary roughness. So now Kansas City, because Kansas City has to get into the end zone and then has to uh, complete a two-point play to tie this game up and send it into uh, overtime. So we'll see. Now this gave them uh, pretty good. This puts them deep uh, midway inside Green Bay territory as they try to get into this one. All right, so they are at the 46. About the 46th of Green Bay. So we'll keep an eye on that for you as this game winds up. See if uh, Kansas City is able to. Receivers have had trouble holding on to the football uh, in this game. <laughs> as soon as I say that, he just coughed it up. <laughs> but we'll see. I think he was down. But we'll see um, if they when they review it. Well, there's a flag anyway. But we'll see if they review it. Um, but it looks like uh, the player was down. And it was a fumble, and uh, Green Bay ran it back for a touchdown. But there's a flag on the play. So we'll see. keep an eye on that, what's happening for you. Uh, this is, you know, this would be it's a bad loss for Kansas City. Let's see. As they show the play, he is, well, he is, yeah, he's down. So they don't bring this back. He is down, and then it pops out. As I mentioned, Kansas City sitting atop the AFC West, but uh, they've been up and down. Okay, and you say that, but Larry, we mean they up and down. They got they only got three losses. They won eight out of eleven. Give me a break. I mean, they just they just haven't played the crisp Kansas City ball that you expect from them. All right, so you know, but once again, they're still in this one, so we'll see what happens to them. If you're Green Bay. This is a big win because it would put you at six and six and it would tie you with Minnesota in the um, NFC North. And so you really want to try to get this one because, you know, you're streaking right now. And Minnesota, which had the bye week this week, is trying to figure out what the quarterback situation is like. All right. You know, Josh Dobbs was rolling for a minute, but now he's had a couple of subpar games to the point that uh, Minnesota's head coach was saying, I have to sit back and look and see what we're going to do coming out of the buys. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? And if Green Bay wins tonight, that would be their third win in a row. So with the, you know, the injury uh, at quarterback for Minnesota, it's put things in a little flux there. So now we'll, uh, you know, check it out and see, see what's going on. Once again, this is the time of year where you got to make your move. And Green Bay's making the move. They're finding ways to win. The young quarterback is playing well, not turning the football over. They're making plays. Run game is good. Defense has been solid, stiff. And they're putting some wins together. Week after week, they got a shot. So we'll keep an eye on this one and see how this turns out. 
Uh, Denver is now six and six in the AFC West. This once again, they lost today. This is. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm surprised that Denver give them credit for bouncing back. This is not the same team that uh, you know lost, <laughs> gave up seventy points <laughs> to a to a very potent Miami offense. It's not the same team. They have put some things together. They are getting better. But what's going on with the Chargers? I mean, that that team offensively, offensively, is too talented to be five and seven. They're too talented. I mean, they've got a really young quarterback. They got a good quarterback. I have to, you know, maybe reevaluate where I thought he was. Because big games he seems to struggle. But you know, I, I expect them to be better than five and seven. I really thought that they would be challenging a little more, challenging Kansas City for that division. And that's not the case. So it was a personal foul called in this game. Pacheco's been tossed because he got into a scrape with a Green Bay defender. And it looks like he threw a punch. So he's gone. And they reversed the uh, call. So it was not a fumble. So Kansas City still has the ball with 40 seconds left. And they're going to try to get down the field. They have no timeouts left. They're going to try to get into the end zone and then get the two-point conversion to try to send this game into overtime in Chili Green Bay. This will be a nice road win for Kansas City. And a nice home win, obviously, for Green Bay if they're able. Ooh. Uh. Nope. Oh, it's interesting. I think I even if it was, I don't think the uh, officials are going to throw the flag on that play. Too 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 close. Too late in the game. I don't see them throwing the flag, and I don't think they needed to. As we look back at the play, uh, he's looking back at the ball, so he's going to get the. So he uh, he might have got to him a little early. Might have got to him a little early. I mean, he's climbing all over him. He's looking back for the ball, but he's climbing all over him. Uh, they're not going to make that call late. I just don't see it. And that's one of the other things. You know what? We, we talk about the officials in the National Football League, and everybody complains about them. And you know why you complain about the officiating in the NFL? Because there is no continuity between uh, groups. No continuity whatsoever. None. <laughs> No continuity. One crew calls it calls the same foul one way. Another crew calls it differently. There's no continuity. That's why you just can't figure out what's happening. That's the biggest problem you have with uh, the play calling, uh, with the uh, officiating in the National Football League. Biggest, biggest the problem you have. All right, so they got 19 seconds left. They're able to get the ball out of bounds. They're going to stay with this. And uh, see if uh, Green Bay can make a stand here and pull this out. Scanlon does a nice job getting out of bounds, although Ballantyne's trying to keep him in. And they're at the 35, 36, 35 and a half yard line here. I enjoy watching the game with you guys here on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, into the end zone? Nope. But that's what you got to do. You got to go in the end zone and, you know, figure out what happens. Trying to make a play. 
Try to make a play. And if anybody can do it, it's Mahomes. Very quiet night, though, for uh, the guy who's always open, Kelsey. Very, very quiet night for him. Normally, he would have made four or five big plays. But you haven't seen him be, you know, that means he's due, right? Oh, we got another flag. Got another flag. I'll tell you what, we'll step away, let you know who won this game next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. They're debating at the end, obviously, the two-handed shove in the back. You're not going to get that call on a Hail Mary. You're not. That's not the call. The one, the Scanlon call, after they showed a different angle on it, there's no question it was pass interference because he came early. And you can see the offhand was wrapped around his body. Um, definitely. It was definitely a penalty. But once again, you know, some officials will call that late. Others won't and didn't. And, uh, of course, you always, you know, we always talk about it because it's the thing that, you know, you think about right away. It's the last play. It's the freshest thing on your mind. But that's not why Kansas City lost this game. Kansas City lost this game's interceptions. They just, they just weren't sharp. And so, listen, give credit to Green Bay, who has now won their third straight. They're 6-6, six and six, tied with Minnesota for second place in the NFC North. And, um, you know, they're making some moves. They're making themselves ready to go. All right, Julian, it's time, time to take folks around the National Football League for week number 13. Let's talk about the 4 o'clock games first. Brock Purdy threw for 314 yards. Not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns. Debo Samuel scored three touchdowns, and the Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts was checked for a concussion in the 49ers' 42-19 win over Philadelphia. Fiery NFC Championship game rematch also featured 49ers touchdowns. Get this, on six consecutive possessions and a pair of ejections that showed this year's title game might not run again through Philly after all. Now the Niners, 9-3, left Philly 10 months ago, battered in the NFC Championship game. You remember, injuries to Purdy and his backup, and they never stood a chance in that 31-7 loss. And the Niners spend an offseason chirping at the Eagles, like Debo Samuels calling one Eagles quarterback, quote, trash. For today, they got their revenge. Niners win 42-19. Elsewhere, Matthew Stafford passed for 279 yards and rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua made four catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. Rams fended off a strong season debut by Joe Flacco to defeat the Browns and extend their winning streak to three games. Kyrie Williams scored on a one-yard touchdown run, his seventh touchdown run of the season, just after the two-minute warning to seal the victory. Aaron Donald then uh, you know, sacked Flacco in the end zone on the Browns' final possession for a safety, which gave up their final margin of victory. So the Rams, hold on. They win by the score of 36-19. to Joe Flacco, not bad considering he hasn't played since, uh, you know, the Jets told him bye-bye. <laughs> oh, boy. Jets in their quarterback play, right? Never changes. 
The Bucs had lost, just lost the lead to Carolina, the worst team in the National Football League, and the season was about to disappear on Chuba Hubbard's one-yard touchdown run. Then Mike Evans caught a pass on the post route from Baker Mayfield, turned it into a 75-yard touchdown reception, going airborne for the final four yards, extending the football over the pylon. Bucks win 21-18 over the Panthers. Evans led the Bucks with seven catches for 162 yards and that touchdown. He added to his Hall of Fame-worthy career by eclipsing the 1,000-yard receiving mark for an NFL record 10th consecutive year to start his career with an 11-yard reception under five minutes remaining in the game. The victory improved the Bucks to 5-7, and seven, just one game behind the first-place Falcons. Cameron Dickerson made a pair of 38-yard field goals. Punter J.K. Scott pinned the Patriots inside the 20-yard line seven times. Chargers shut out New England 6-0. Yeah, I know. Baseball, right? The victory snapped a three-game losing streak for the Chargers at 5-7 and, and sent the Patriots to their fifth consecutive loss. New England now 2-10. Bench quarterback Mac Jones in favor of Bailey Zappi but still lost the fifth in the row and surrendered their second home shutout of a season for the first time in franchise history. It was, get this, the third time in a row that the Patriots gave up 10 points or fewer and lost. They are the first team to do that since the 1938 Chicago Cardinals. Gardner Minshew threw a four-yard touchdown pass to Michael Pittman with 231 left in overtime. Colts beat Tennessee 31-28 for their fourth consecutive win to keep pace in the playoff race in the AFC. Indy, now 7-5, had to score a touchdown after Nick Falk, you remember him, Jet fans, made a 46-yard field goal with 419 left in overtime to put Tennessee up 28-25. Indy came in holding the seventh and last spot in the AFC. They leave town, having swept their AFC South rivals for the first time since 2018. Rookie tight end Sam Laporta had a career-high nine catches for 140 yards, including an early touchdown and a crucial first down snag in the final minutes. Detroit defeated New Orleans 33-28, improving to 9-3. That's their best record after 12 games since 1962. Saints lost quarterback Derek Carr in the fourth quarter to back shoulder and head injuries after he was hit by defensive lineman Bruce Irvin as he released the pass. Irvin was penalized for driving the weight of his body into Carr as they hit the turf. Jameis Winston replaced Carr, who has left three games this season with upper body injuries or concussion symptoms. James Conner ran for 105 yards and a pair of touchdowns against his old team. Arizona beat Pittsburgh 24-10, the franchise's first win at Pittsburgh since 1969. Arizona took control. They're now 3-10 late in the first half with a 99-yard touchdown drive that ended with a five-yard strike from Kyler Murray to Trey McBride. Cardinals led the rest of the way and during a pair of lengthy delays due to severe weather. Pittsburgh 7-5 saw all the progress shown by his offense a week earlier in the win over Cincinnati disappear. Steelers also lost starting quarterback Kenny Pickett to an ankle injury late in the first half and scored their only touchdown during garbage time. <laughs> a year after losing five in a row, once the calendar flipped to December to attack Tagovailoa and the... Dolphins are determined to avoid another late-season swoon. This was a good start. Hill had two touchdowns among his five catches for 157 yards as he and the Fish routed the, com the Commanders 45-15 to pad their lead atop the AFC East and go to 9-3 for the first time since 2001. Tyreek Hill, two touchdowns among his five catches for 157 yards. Miami routed Washington 45-15. They are 9-3 for the first time, as I mentioned, 
since 2001. In extending that winning streak to three, Dolphins even got scoring from their defense thanks to linebacker Andy Van Ginkle's 33-yard pick six of Sam Howell late in the first quarter. They also sacked Howell three times in the first game without Jalen Phillips, who's out for the season after tearing his right Achilles in Miami's last game against the Jets. Nico Collins had a career-high 191 yards receiving on the fourth quarter touchdown after fellow wideout Tank Dell left early with a season-ending broken leg. Jimmy Ward intercepted Russell Wilson in the end zone with nine ticks left to seal the Texans' 22-17 victory over Denver. Wilson was intercepted a season-high three times, all of them in the second half. Derek Stingley Jr. had the first two picks for the Texans. The Broncos had forced 15 turnovers in their winning streak but had no takeaways today. Houston rookie C.J. Stroud threw for 274 yards to end his streak of four straight games with at least 300 yards passing. And Week 13 wraps up when the Bengals visit Jacksonville on Monday Night Football. And of course, we talked about the Jets losing again, this time to the Atlanta Falcons. We'll come back. And recap another disappointing day at MetLife Stadium next on 98.7 ESPN.